I hear them talking in the streets, but they don't say the real. We really debating the industry and what the six of feel. Cold shoulders turn to open arms when you on for real. Ain't no strangers to the bricks. Now let's build something for real. It's too real, real, it's too real. What's up, everybody? It's the Real Podcast. We back for another week, another episode. Hope everybody's good out there, man. If you're not, keep your head up. Shit will always get better. Uh, this episode, you know, we got a special guest. Uh, Shagun, I can't saw y'all, you know what I mean? A brother from the city who, um, who took the wrong path in life, you know what I mean? But, you know, found his feet, got, a, got back on track and changed his life, turned his life around. And now he's helping with the youth in the city and doing positive things, you know, so um, I just want to say shout out to him for coming on the show and, and fucking with us and, and giving me some pointers and different things about and how to approach certain things. Um, besides that, man, you know, the Raptors got eliminated, the Jazz got eliminated, but who cares about Utah? We care about Toronto. Um, fuck, here's what I'm going to say about this. It's a blessing in disguise because... I, we knew Raptors were gonna lose anyways, you know. What I mean, I, I on the show I said it was be a five, it was be a four four to one series, but they end up getting swept. I I didn't think that they would get swept, but I didn't think Lowry wouldn't play, you know what I mean. So I thought they would have the Bay Street Bulldog, the head honcho, the point guard you guys root for. But the nigga said, "Fuck it, like I'm not gonna play or risk getting injured and fucking up my bank, fucking up my bag at the end of the season because he was opting out." So, you know what I mean? The Raptors put up a good fight, though. The the last game that they actually did get swept, it was it was a good fight, man. It was an exciting game. But, you know, the Cavs are the Cavs. Cavs are going to be the Cavs. Um, but my thing on this Lowry take is that it looks like he's not even trying to come back. Um, hopefully, Masai would never even offer him a, a max contract to stay because you, you wouldn't want Kyle Lowry being here at 36, paying him. 28 million or 35 million in his last year or some shit like that. You would not want that. You won't even want him past 32 because he's going to break down. He he doesn't play 82 games in the season. We know that. He doesn't. He he's just not consistent. He gets injured every time, and he hasn't shown up in the playoffs. You guys, I don't want to hear about Miami game six last year or whatever that was, or game seven. That 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 was that was weak sauce. Um, his whole career, Kyle Lowry, man, he's. He wasn't a shit player. He was an average player. And and, and that's my only thing with him. That's my, 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 my gripes with everybody that tries to put him on that Kyrie, that John Wall plateau. You know what I mean? Isaiah Thomas has found his way to that to that to that place. And even him, at least I could say I've seen him perform in big moments. I've seen him um I've seen him perform in big moments. He's gone to the playoffs and I've seen him when Go head to head against other guards, drop forty, drop fifty, and he he's a winner. You could tell he has a winner mentality. But Kyle Lowry, man, he was never supposed to be what the Raptors made him to be. You know what I mean? The system worked, Demar, everything flourished, um, JV, so things came together. But I'm gonna we're gonna see. Like he's saying, he's chasing a ring right now, and and that really bothers me. And because I understand every great player says, yo, they want a ring, and every player that plays basketball, the ring is the ultimate goal. But like the Every player now uses that line. It's just about rings right now. That's all I care about is rings. Like, who are you, though? Like, 
it's not like Kyle Lowry was um uh Kevin Garnett or Ray Allen or you know Tracy McGrady, Vince Carter, the guys that really put in work, made all NBA teams year after year, showed the league what they can do, went to the playoffs, took their teams just and did certain things and battled and like yo, you know what man, I showed the league, I put the league on notice, niggas know what I can do. Now I'm trying to get real teammates. Yo, Lowry, all his success was off the benefit of the team. Like, when he was by himself before he got to Toronto, had DeMar and had um, Rudy or had all these guys, had Casey and JV, he was a nobody. He lost his spot to Goran Dragic in Houston, and then he ended up here. Like, he was just a, a regular bench player. Like, and it somehow worked in Toronto, and now he thinks he's elite, man. He, yo, go to the West, and let's see. Like, I really want to see. I want Kyle Lowry to prove me wrong because I don't think he can. You know what I mean? I think he's nothing but a basic player, man. And this, that ring line to me is just so weak. It's just about rings, my nigga. Like, you ain't changing the face. You ain't changing shit. Like, you ain't helping nobody. You ain't, you ain't making nobody a contender. You ain't going to make Houston a contender because they're, like, I don't see, you're not going to be the point guard. They're not going to take the ball out of Harden's hands and give it to you. Milwaukee, you can make that interesting in the East, but they ain't going to beat the Cavs at the end of the day. You, the Clippers, if Chris Paul goes and you go there, you and Blake ain't going to do it. You're not better than Chris Paul. You're not better than Dame Lillard. You're not better than Russ. Like, he's just bugging, you know what I mean? Um, so we're going to let Larry be Larry. I'm just good riddance to bad rubbish, man. You know what I mean? The city doesn't really need him. We'll see. We're gonna make we're gonna make more strides. Hopefully we can get Chris Paul. Let's just hopefully let's the Raptors can make some moves, man. But I'm not I'm not pissed, man. I see a lot of y'all sad that Kyle Larry's leaving. I'm not mad, yo, because I I know what he is and I don't think he's um he's anything elite at all. But um yeah, man, the playoffs been pretty 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 all right, man. The game yesterday, last night was 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 proper, the Houston and the Spurs game, you know what I mean? Went down to the wire. Harden got blocked by Ginobili. I I don't think Harden's been performing at all this. He's had numbers, but he hasn't been superstar Harden that's been saving the season all year. You know what I mean? I think he's relied on his teammates a lot, as you should. But I don't think he's been superstar caliber, super superstar caliber this playoffs. You know what I mean? But um, other than that, I have a confession to make that, you know what I mean? I'm fucking with a Kendrick album now, like... I have to keep listening, keep listening, and I fought through it, man. Like, he's saying some shit, that Duckworth track, that Triple X element, um, loyalty, DNA. Like, like Kendrick's talking, he's talking that shit. I, I got past the voice. He's spitting, man, he's spitting. Uh, I definitely like the album, you know what I mean? Um, yeah, man, I fuck with the album. I can't lie, I fuck with the album. I'm riding to it now. But um, other than that, man, I think I'm going to just drop this episode like I said before, man, shout out to Shagun for coming through. Um, shout out to everybody listening. Yeah, man, keep supporting this to real. Like, subscribe, review, all that, man. And everybody in Toronto, man, it, it ain't it ain't a, it ain't a sad day to see Kyle Lowry go. I don't know. We can't even say he's gone. You know what I mean? Masai might bring him back. I pray he doesn't. But other than that, man, it's, it's too real the podcast. You dig? What's up, everybody? We got a special guest today. It's the Real Podcast. Um, I came across this article. I don't know how I really came across it, to be honest, but it was an article that like I could relate with, you know what I mean, and something that I know everybody could relate with, you know what I mean, because first of all, he's a Nigerian guy, and I know what it's like to grow up in a Nigerian household and 
still trying to live life while your parents have all these expectations for you and all that. You know what I mean? Um, just peer pressure, just life and in general, just a, just life, man. So uh, we got Shagun Akinsai out here. Hey, guys. How you doing? I'm uh, here. Um, yeah, we got Shagun here. Um, uh, Shagun, how did that article, how, how did you get that article? What is it? Toronto.com, right? Or Toronto Now? Toronto Life. Toronto, Toronto Life. life. What, is it, what, like, what is that even about, like, Toronto Life? Because I never even see, I've never been on the site before. before. Nobody knows about Toronto Life except rich people. Because okay. Toronto Life is for Toronto's elite. Okay, yeah. Right, right? So it's a magazine that goes out to a lot of high-income earners, usually ones that make over a quarter million a year. Yeah. Yeah. So how did they get the article? Yeah, there? how did you get in there? <laughs> That's just a long story, man. Um, but they were reaching out for me for some time. And I was like, I was like, wasn't again, I wasn't for it, I wasn't for it, but then... Um, some things kind of happened in my life and I needed a, a big move to kind of, because as an entrepreneur, you always need to find a, a different move to kind of keep you relevant, yeah. but not just keep you relevant, but just like give you position so that you can do things that you want to do. Mm-hmm. So Toronto Life was that when I said, you know what, let me just jump on this. I'm going to put my story out there at least one more time and see what comes from it. So they found me. Yeah. Like you what, was your, what was the reception you got? From it. Uh, it was a bit overwhelming. I still have over like a hundred messages of just people telling me thank you yeah. about all this. I'm still getting um, feedback right now. It did everything that I, I thought it would do, you know. Um, got a lot of support, got a lot of help. Um, you know, obviously, it, it was funny though. At one time, the reason why they closed the comments is because it launched on Black History, Black History Month last okay. year. Okay. And it landed in the state somehow, in south south of the states. Yeah. So oh, in the south. In the south. Oh yeah, and, and it, it oh the whole okay, but before even yeah, before I break down the story, yeah, so yeah, they're probably looking at it like the, oh yeah, yeah. So some folks are just on that, just like it started to get real viral, and people were just like, um, just being really racist and throwing shade at me, and then it was like a back and forth battle yeah. <laughs> between like the, the black cells and the white yeah. cells over my story, so. I don't know. It was interesting, but overall, the feedback was really dope, uh, and it just it really magnified me and and did what it's supposed to do. Okay, um, so you moved to Canada when you were two, right? Mm-hmm. You're born in you're born in Nigeria, Lagos. You moved with your family. Yeah, I moved when I was three. Born in Nigeria, Lagos. Yeah. So like, you moved to Quebec. Yeah, it was around in Quebec in a town called Saint Benedict. It was in the middle of Quebec and Ottawa. I lived there for about four years, and then my mom died. Yeah. And then um, I moved to Toronto with my dad. So yeah, like that, like that. When I read the story, basically, like your mom passed, like you're basically like eight, right? And then mm-hmm. there was like a snowstorm, like something like that. Like the story went exactly like that. Like how old was your oldest sister? Because basically, in the story, he said um, the cop just comes to the door, and he just tells your sister that I don't know. You said you didn't yeah. even see the words, but like basically, you just see her fall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember I wrote that, right? Um, uh, I think she was like, you know, it's bad. But I think she was like nine or ten. Your sister, and he told her that? Because your dad was at home, right? No, so, he wasn't home. He was are they even home. allowed to disclose? Like, was, yeah, they are. They have to. It was like, it, it's point of contact. Sorry, it was point of contact. They didn't know who else to contact, right? Yeah. But they knew that. So they had like, okay, so then. Your mom passed, like, it was just you, so it was just you and your sisters, just you guys at the house, whatever, and then mm-hmm. your dad came back. Like, how did, like, what was the family, like, what was, like, the vibe? Like, how was, like, what did you guys... 
I don't know, it's a pretty sad vibe, right? Um, it's pretty just a shock vibe, you know? Yeah, like... And just a, a level of unbelief, but, you know, things change. Life changes in a matter of seconds, minutes, yeah. and hours, so it's just a life-changing moment, right? Like, so, from then, right right after that, like, you started, like, kind of, like, acting out in school and shit, right? Uh, yeah, kind of, you know, I think I started to act out, I think it was more around, like, a couple of things, you know, I think I was just, like, fed up with school and... Yeah, fed up sorry, with before I even go, like, what's it like growing up in Quebec? Cause I, you did say people call you Nick, and I always hear, like, Quebec's kind of racist, like, as far as yeah, like, the black people, they don't really... It was yeah, just a lot of fending for yourself, right? So, um, yeah, I was just fending for myself a lot. So, I was kind of when that, when, when my mom's died, it was kind of like, just hell with everybody. I'm just going to, I'm just going to smash people who talk to me bad. Yeah. So, that's kind of how I approached it. But, like, in Quebec, like, you know, because obviously before you moved to the city, what was, like, your, like, how was, like, what were you like in Quebec? Because I feel like... When you think of Toronto, like you think of Toronto, you think of back, I don't know what to think of. You know what I mean? Like, none, what were you doing? Playing hockey? So like, what was uh, like? I played hockey once in my life, but I never really did any. Like, I was a kid still. I was in elementary, so there wasn't really much of me in Quebec. You know what I mean? It was just mm-hmm. kind of like, it was just kind of like I did a lot of running. <laughs> yeah, I did a lot of running, like track and field and stuff like that. But Quebec wasn't really like. It, like Saint Benedict didn't really have too much to do. Yeah, so you, mm-hmm. so that's what I'm saying. Was it like a culture shock when you actually got to like Toronto? Yeah, when you got to see like from being in Quebec, like holy shit, like yeah, because the way you described where you lived at was kind of like in the boondocks. Yeah, like in the farm area, like it was, and you know, Toronto, Toronto was a culture shock in some way. You know, I think Toronto was like more like um, Toronto was just a different space because I didn't know really. I didn't know what the city would be like. I didn't even I didn't even have any expectations. At that yeah. age I was just kinda of rolling with it. Like, yeah. What's you know, the first place you guys we said Victoria Park? No, the first place that was the first place in the story. My real first place was um uh Lawrence and Black Creek. Oh, oh church, church okay, yeah, over there. Yeah, Lawrence the and Black Creek yeah. and the white buildings over there. So that was my first place and then I moved around, um, then I landed in Victoria Park, then Kingston but, Galloway. Yeah, but the Victoria Park part, like, the store, I, like, <laughs> they were, like... And you're like, is that real? Yeah, I want to know, like, that's real, like... <laughs> yeah, I know, people always think they, no, it's real, they, they'll tell you themselves, like... No, nah, but, like, you know, for sure, I know they, people get um, jumped in, initiations to gangs and stuff like that, just to whatever, but, like, they didn't even tell you, like, you said, like, you just chilling with them, like, yo, you want to chill out with us, and then... Yeah, because there was some cats I didn't know, um... Some people I didn't know, some people I did know from school. So it was the ones that I didn't know that was just like, yeah, you want to chill? Ram. And then that was it. And then they just started to kick me and whatever. But, you know, a tear saved me. Yeah. <laughs> Drop a tear and then I'm back up yeah. and ready to go. Um, so, like, what was, like, all, all this stuff's going on, like, you're, like, me, like, personally, when I'm, I lived in Scarborough, too, when I, when I first came to Canada. Um, mm-hmm. It's like, yo... Being Nigerian, I know for a fact, like, your parents, they, they want you to be a certain way, but, like, basically, because I have one, one parent, right? Mm-hmm. I only have my mom now. I got raised by my mom. So I always wondered, like, if I grew up with my dad, even if it wasn't both of them, would it be harder as far as, like, the strictness? Like, because, you know, like, books, 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 and just, like, yo, like, they just really just, they ain't trying to hear you. At a point, like, a time in your life, at a certain age, like, you're saying, yo, I'm trying to do this? No, like... It's like, well, how would you get all the freedom to, to do what you need to do to, to be honest? Have, 
I didn't have freedom necessarily. I just took advantage of circumstance, right? And it was just my dad, and um, he had his own business, which required him to travel back to Ottawa and Quebec a lot because yeah. that's where his business was rooted in. So whenever he traveled and whenever he wasn't home, that's I just took advantage to go out and do a bunch of bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> so it was all the same stuff. A lot of strict, a lot of strictness, a lot of all of that, all of that jazz, you know. Mm-hmm. But I just took advantage. I just took advantage of the situation and 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 made do with it. Um. So like basically, when you moved to Galleys. That's when you were in high school, right? Like first grade. Yeah, that was when I was in high school. On the cusp of going to high school, going to high school for the first year. And yeah, that place was interesting. That place had a lot of um, had different interactions over there. <laughs> yeah, nah, for sure. What, what school did you go to? You go to? No, I didn't go to Boyer. No. I yeah, about this. Yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> like, that's, no. That's, a, Robert, that's an alternative. That's a horror, yeah, horrible. Yeah, Robert yeah, Service. That's like if you get kicked Robert out. Service border. Like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I knew a couple. I knew a lot of guys. Yeah, a lot of people strive. Right? Some people didn't even care to apply to any other schools. Yeah, I'm going. It's a simple school. Yeah. Where you can just do what you need to do. Um, no, I didn't go there. I went to Neil McNeil. I went to Neil McNeil. It's like a bit. Oh up, yeah, 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 yeah. My dad knew that uh, women liked me a lot, so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he like threw me in all boys school, which was weird because there was an all girls school down the street. Yeah. So, so everything you what, wanted was. What there. was what was that? What was all boys school like? Because uh, was save you from Galilee over there too, or just yeah, like, some cats from Galilee were okay. over there. Um, it was a lot of just fighting, you know, like a lot of. Um, well, I, I can imagine. A lot no of girls, just yeah, you energy. really just, yeah, 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 yeah. Like we just like we just all clicked up, and it wasn't like real like I want to kill you fighting. It was yeah. like I'm gonna like fight you, like play fighting, kind of like fighting. Like we wouldn't punch each other yeah. in the face, but we catch each other in the hallways yeah. all day long. Nothing else to do. Is just yeah, just beat each other up, and then like you, you get rushed by three, four guys and get bruised up in your. You know, one guy got his rib cracked and shit like that, but... Yeah, it was cool. It was, it was Yo, the cool. story about... Okay, why did you go... Okay, the gambling story, though. Like, <laughs> you tell a story about basically how, like... Um, I went to the guy's house or something Yeah, you like went that. to go gamble, play CeeLo with these guys, but, like... Why don't you just quit? Like, why don't you just be like, yo, I'm not playing no more? No, CeeLo does not work like well, you, that. No, if, you, you are, if you're winning, it doesn't no. work. Now when you're losing, you can you can, you can leave if you're losing. If you're down. Yeah, but like, I'm, to, right, I'm went so down. Like, 1,700, you thought you was really like. I was down, like, yeah. Because <laughs> we were playing $100, $200 games. Yeah. That's how it worked, right? So yeah. you could kind of earn. And that's why, like. Two of them I was down, one of them I was up. So when it really came down to it, I should have only owed like 500 or something like mm-hmm. that. But I really, like, I don't know, it was just all a fool's game and I they, just they, got played a fool. They right? just played, they just, older you just played a trick on you shit. They just played a trick on me. But like, I'm just saying, why did you have the resistance to the point where you're like, yo, hold up, when I, when I, when I crack like the 800, you're like, you really let the debt just rack up. Like, I, yeah, cause I, don't, I didn't know any, uh, me, I don't care about risk. I do whatever I had to yeah. do at that age, you know? So. And yeah, it was just like, whatever, I'm high, I'm here, like, I'm just going to play and then try to bring it back down to zero or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it you didn't know? work out like that. It you know didn't mean? work out like that. So. Um, <laughs> And then you, so after like, you moved to like Whitby, right? Mm-hmm. And that's when, that's when you you kind of felt like, yo, like, I'm from, I'm from, I'm from the real hood. Like, Do you know what? It didn't, it turned out like it was, it was, it wasn't even me that put that in my mind. It was the Whippy kids that put that in oh, my yeah. mind. Oh yeah, you're from, yo, you're really from the hood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so. like the first day was a hot mess because that kid, um, I wanted to buy weed off, thought I was going to rob him. He pissed me off. So we fought and that kind of gave me a whole name, Alan Whippy. So that when I hit school now, 
it was like everybody knew me, everybody was expecting me, and they wanted to see. And me. you just ran with it though, like oh, I just ran with it like gold. Right? But like, yo, it's like think about the stuff like this, like yo, a lot of the stuff in the store, like. I, like, when I was a kid, like, and stuff like that, when I was in high school, like, yo, we all did dumb stuff. Like, yeah, like some, stuff, dumb like, some stuff you were doing, like, I just felt like you, you didn't care about getting caught, you didn't <laughs> care about going and getting in trouble, like, you just... Not necessarily. That's the way the article, the radio was like, yo, I'm like, why would you, you really think you're gonna go to this guy's house, chase him down to his house, and like... No, no, see, that one, that piece wasn't even me, those were those kids, those were the, the guys from Days. Like, you know, that whole incident with that kid, you know, um... After all that bull crap happened at the party and stuff like that, and we all beat him up, it was kind of like, you know, I just went back to my Galloway days. Because mm-hmm. if I'm going to get a message saying someone's going to kill me, and I remember a guy getting shot because he never ended up dealing with a beef, so people came back and hit yeah. him up, mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm not going to be that guy who's going to get shot. While you were, were you still going back and forth? Yeah, I was still going back. Polishing up, really. <laughs> <laughs> Not polishing up. Just I had people there. I had family yeah. in Victoria Park. I had family in Finch. I had family. Yeah. I had family. Which, where in G were you? The forty three hundred one. Like what building? No, I was in. I was at um, Kipling and Finch. No, I'm saying by G way. Where are you? Oh, I was um, I was on a uh, fucking Homestead. Okay, a bit okay, down, okay, a okay, bit okay, down, okay, right? Yeah, yeah. 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 I don't yeah, know. Got the block that was just down the street. But anyways, so yeah. long ago. But yeah, it was just wild. Um, but that incident, so that day when you're talking about when I seen the guy, me and the two other yeah, guys. Yeah, basically, you're on, like, probation, and then, like, yeah, the yeah. guy, you already know he's going to call the cops, and you've you seen him, and you still try to, like... No, see, I, I actually was just walking by him, but I should have never told those guys who he was. Yeah. Because once I told them, they were just so itching for something. You yeah. know, they wanted a reason. Yeah. And that gave them a reason. So they took advantage and they just chased him down. I'm happy, actually. I was very happy that, that he ran into the, yeah, yeah. <laughs> ran into the house because he would have so probably ended worse, up yeah. dead. You know what I mean? Yeah. Some shit, right? Um, so, like, the, the part, he got, he went to Juvie. Mm-hmm. Like, you went to jail because it basically for breaching that probation. For right? breaching for, that... Yeah, that was the first time me even being in jail for that long time. It was, like, only, like, 27 to 23 days or something like that. Like, so, while you were in there, like, you never heard from your family, right? No, I they did. They came to see me. My sisters but came But they didn't tell you that, they were, that people... Like, because the way, the way that it was written in the article, like, I don't know, like, you said, um... You, you got out, and then you went back home, and... Nobody, nobody was there. Like, yeah. The no, but like you're 17, right? At that time? Yeah, 17 at that time. Like 16. Nobody told, like they just really didn't tell you that. <laughs> no, it, it, they came to see me and the whole plan was that my, my, my father come pick me up. But because he didn't, he can't get a hold of me. And they, they were like, something happened to him prior to that. So prior to that release date, like a week prior to it. So everybody was in like, just like scrambling. So yeah. there was no way to get a hold of me and no way to tell me or no way for someone else to come pick me up. So when I got home, it was just all a mess. But that's just life, right? So I just picked up his keys and went out. No, but I'm just like, I get what you're saying, but it's just like, yo, your family, like, they really just, like, are you, like... Nah, they, they... Like, nah, like, because <laughs> to me, it just sounds crazy. Like, you really get out of jail, you go home. You're still a kid, you know what I mean? They, like, yeah. And then... It's just like, yo... Yeah, a week, a week the house has been on eviction notice. It's yeah, and nobody's out. there. And, and nobody's it's like, there. yo, everybody's moved to Toronto. And like, All over the place. Because they're scrambling too. They're yeah. young like me. <laughs> oh, it's true. Yeah, because yeah, yeah, yeah. they're not... They're, the only oldest is only like three years older than me. Three yeah, 
three, four years yeah. older than me. So they're young like me. Oh, yeah. really just fending for yourself. Yeah. Yeah. So they're all, yeah, everyone's just trying to fend for themselves, trying to figure it out because they're in their early 20s and abruptly everything just kind of happens. So, yeah, everyone's just trying to figure it out, just like me. So. That's, that's, that's I know, it's pretty wild. Yeah, and no, I just, when, when I read it, I was just like, yo, what the fuck? Like, you know, you're, you're in freaking jail and then you come out and like, your family just know you. Nobody told you, yo. You know we're moving, right? You know it's, it's like. No, it wasn't even a plan about who was moving or not. That wasn't even the plan. It was just like it all just kind of happened. Yeah. Like a like a perfect storm. Mm-hmm. That was kind of the thing. But like so, like one thing. One thing I could tell, like throughout the story, like it seemed like you have friends, but like were they real friends? Like, cause it never seemed like yo like. You you were like yo, I'm gonna go with this. I can rely on this person. Like I couldn't get a vibe that like, when you're going through all this stuff that you were just like, you really were just, just rolling with them. Like it, like when you even okay, when we get to that part. Um. So then, you move to you move to Jane with your sister, and then you start like that's when you start. Yeah, out. that was after six months of working in the factory. Oh, that's the worst. Right? Oh, oh man, this guy said it. Wow, you said it in breath. Where yeah. the winners? I, I no, I was close <laughs> to the shoppers. The not I know there's so many shoppers across across from the police station. That that zealous place. All that like that shopping mall across from the police station. I lived in that area. Yeah. Okay. Nice bridge around there. Yeah, yeah. around there, right? Oh, okay. So you, <laughs> you had the factory. Man, oh yeah, I was doing, and I was doing factory at sixteen, seventeen, like overnight. No, that's you know? just rough. no school. It's just depressing. You know? Oh. Like, those guys in there so comfortable, just really there like, talking about the benefits they're getting. Like, <laughs> well, I was when on you're the young, temp Yeah, job. no, exactly. I was, like, when you're a young guy, like, you'll see the old guys and they're, like, they're just so content with yeah, their job. Like, yeah, they, they've given in. Like, it's like, yeah, 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 man, I can't wait to retire 10 years from now. Like, yo, they've put in 17 years already. <laughs> no promotion. It's crazy. You know, that, the, what were you doing? Like, the, I was doing like, Food packaging, okay. juice packaging, yeah, that no, type that of shit, stuff. That shit's very rough, man. So, yeah, so my sister just said, you got to get back in school and do something with your life. So. You couldn't get in any school, right? No, my, my where my aunt didn't want me in school out there because she knew I was going to go to the city soon, eventually yeah. with my sister. And then um, regular schools didn't want to take me back because <laughs> my file was just so messed up. Yeah. So they're like, no regular school's going to take you back. You're going to have to go to alternative school. And that's where I landed at Monsignor Fraser. That, that's that's where like. That's all across Toronto. There are alternative campuses for the Catholic okay. school board. Okay, I don't really know about that, but um, so mm-hmm. like yeah, so there you just said like you felt like it was just a place for just rejects, like kind of like. Uh, you know, when it hit Monsignor Fraser, yeah, it's the same as it was in Oshawa with the alternative schools. Just like, I wouldn't necessarily use rejects, but I'll use like. Um, yeah, they just we just lost the lost boys on the islands. Yeah. <laughs> you know, lost boys, like, lost girls. At that time, what were you thinking you were going to do? Like, what was your, like... I don't know. I wanted to be, like, some real estate mogul. Your dad wanted you to do, like, um... He wanted you to be a lawyer or a doctor, he said? What did he want me to do? He wanted me to do, like, computer engineering because I didn't want to be a doctor. Yeah. So he was like, do something in computer or something because I like computers. Because I was on computer all the time, just dealing computers and stuff like that while I was on house arrest. But um, I didn't really have a vision for myself, hence why I was just like, let me just go get this money. Yeah. You know, let me just go get this money, and that's all I want. I just want this money, and that's what I went for, any means necessary. What year was this stuff? Like, what were you listening to? Like, was this, like, 50 Cent back then? Like, what, oh, yeah, what, it was 50 Cent year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 50 Cent year. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was pretty much it. Like, yeah. my favorite song, uh, uh, 50 Cent, I kept singing, and, you know, what you say is kind of what happens. 
But I kept singing like the many men, you know? Yeah, yeah. Many yeah. men <laughs> is there for palm. Yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah no. I can tell the vibe back there. That, <laughs> that was that was my vibe, right? So yeah. it was just like because I was never one to um sell drugs. I was always like a robber guy, so that's mm-hmm. what I was just doing. So Yeah. That's what yeah. I knew. So then you finally started hustling and no, I always just did. I just oh, always, just, yeah. I just always hit people up, hit things up. Hit, yeah, yeah. I was just, hey, I was just that guy, you know. Just up until when? Until, until I went to jail. Oh, okay, damn. So you was just because yeah, yeah. Basically, just had the thing you, the the gun your boy gave you, and that's what you was just using to rob people. <laughs> when did I say that? Did it's I in there. That in the story? It's in there. It's in there, man. <laughs> Obviously, you didn't name his name, but it's in there, yeah. Yeah, something like that. I had, I had access to whatever I wanted, ironically. So, I yeah. just kind of, I was always like, I was always a schemer, just trying to figure yeah. it out, trying to figure <laughs> it out. Um, then, like, then April 20th, 2006 happened. Yeah, that was the day, right? That was yeah. it. Like, what do you remember about that? You, you, see, like, you remember that day, like... like no, nah, I don't remember it's that It's not day. like that, eh? It, it is, but it isn't. I just don't really, like, mentally go back too much into it. Yeah, because, you know, you always hear people say, like, yo, like, it's, I could just... Be. So, it's like, that day, you, so, you basically, you did your English exam. <laughs> yeah. And then, you try, it's a 420, you trying to get some crush on 420. That's it. And then... Okay, can you explain the story? Because the way, obviously, you wrote it kind of, like... Yeah, yeah. It, it's so hard to understand because... Why? It's... I I would feel like that like it was like a paragraph that particular part. So what why I'm saying is because basically you said your boy knew this guy and you wanted to get weed off him, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And then you guys go into the bathroom and then to get the weed and then I don't know you guys are talking talking and then he yeah like the the piece that I didn't get included in the story is because like um, we didn't know each other but we knew of each other. Oh, at, at the time you did know of him too, like know of each other. Not like... But you didn't even know about your first... Like, I knew... When he brought up the incident, that's how I knew of each other, right? At that moment, it clicked. Yeah, yeah. I knew it clicked, and I knew it was something. It was going to be something. Okay, so you do... Okay, so his... He tried to break into your boy's car or something? Not him, his colleague. And then he was just kind of like, you know... He was just riding right for his boy, boy yeah. right? He was like, this is the guy, or one of the guys is part of the clique. But even though, basically, his boy broke into your boy's car, <laughs> got crushed, and then... And then he's just riding for him. Okay, yeah, okay, I get that. So yeah, then he just starts arguing with you, like, saying, fuck, fuck, I'm not telling you we like, yo, fuck this, whatever. Not, not, not that, but just, like, saying some really just stupid shit that I'm not gonna, like, you know, repeat. repeat. Yeah. But he was just saying some real foul shit, so, you know, got real foul, right? Yeah. And then... You know, I'm not like I'm at, at that stage in my life. I'm like, don't like, don't. Yeah, die. yeah, yeah. When you were that, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm you in a that space day. where like, yeah, don't you just, say nothing to me. You yeah, know? I'm gonna just like, I'm like, whatever. Like, you can't tell me nothing. Yeah, <laughs> type thing. So basically, so okay. So basically, you guys, you turn around, you try, and he ends up stabbing you in the back of the head, right? Exactly. He stabs you like. He he's I I think it was twice because it was two punches. There's two scars on my head. Mm-hmm. Um. And then, yeah, I just turned around and I just caught him. You took it from his hands on? Or you had... Yeah, it was a little tussle for a little, you know, I just yeah. caught him. I just, yeah. like, you know, I just speared him, put him on the wall. Yeah. And then, and then, and you, then, then you stabbed him. And then... So why I don't get... Okay, and then he died. Okay, basically, so you cut... Okay, you stabbed him, then you you leave. You run off the spot. No, he runs first. And then well, he was... Oh, he, yeah, he, he could move after I hit him. Oh, He, he okay. went to the front, and then he dropped, and then... 
that's when one of the cats came and said, Joe, he fell in the front. I think he's going to die out there. And then that's then when you I, just ran. I picked up whatever I could and just go. And your fingerprints weren't in the system at the time? How, come, how did you get off to, like, how did you stay away for so, so long? You, it was you, only, like, three or four days. I didn't have nothing on my fingerprints. Oh, even from the time you did you, like, oh, you weren't, no, oh, like, your kids are destroyed, right? And, and plus, the, the, the coffee time has so many fingerprints. True, true, yeah, so much to go through, yeah. There's none, they can't hold you on one, right? So what was you thinking, when you ran out of there, what were you thinking? Like, what were you thinking, like, hold, like, you're like, hold, I just got to cut, I just got to, like, I got to run, you know, I'm just... You know, are we cheese? Like, yo, this guy just like, like what? Like, what is, like? Uh, I wasn't really thinking anything. I just was just thinking, get out like, of here. Yeah, and I was just planning, like, what's next? You know what yeah. I mean? What's next? And that's I've always been um, some level of methodicalness. So I was just like, what's next? What do I do? Um, and yeah, I just I just started to connect and try to figure out my next steps, and that's what I did. And then I turned myself in four days later. Turn yourself in four days later. Mm-hmm. Then, like you said, you you got a lawyer when you before you went there, right? Yeah. So you said that you, your lawyer thought he was gonna give you manslaughter. Okay, so how did you how did you end up getting charged with second degree murder when, like, you did get stabbed in your like was there wounds in your head? Like, yeah, there was wounds. I was bleeding. Um, but they like, always cops always charge you um, one charge higher. Because then they can always get you, like, instead of, okay. you know, it's just yeah, a way yeah. just to hold you on anything. They know it's not going to stick, but they know they still got you on Because, something. yeah, like, I'm, I, like, that's why I was, I was wondering, like, you do have evidence that you were stabbed in the back of your head that it, could, it was literally self-defense. And it, so it's like, I didn't get how you just got a second-degree murder. From there, you never got bail from that time. You just sat till... I never went for bail. Oh, yeah, eh? I never went for bail. Not once. Why? Uh, we knew, like... Oh, you knew you were going to have to do the time regardless, so it was like... It was, it was up in the air, you know? We didn't... There was no real decision to go to trial or not to go to trial. So I'm like... I think I just hug it. I just hug yeah. it. And just... So, so, but you were in the hearse? Like, it happened downtown? Mm-hmm. No, it happened in, um... Kilo Muslim. So why did they take you to, to Maplehurst? Because that's, uh... That's north, right? They'll take you to the hearse. They're not going to take me to the west... I think Jane and Finch, that area, that um, precinct, they all go to the Hearst. Oh, they don't okay. go to the West because the West has Rexdale and all those guys, yeah, right? Yeah. So there's all oh, issues. Keep it okay. West. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They can't exactly. go to the East. Yeah, so they put it in the North, okay. right? Um, yeah, because I was wondering, like, uh, then they transferred you to the Don. But, like, that's, yeah, that was that's after, the, yeah. That was after. Um, How long were you in the Hearst for? I was there for, like, 11 months already at the Hearst. I was there for 11 months, and then I did. No, I was there for 10 months, and then I did three months in the Don. For waiting for trial. So while you're in the hearse, like, what are you thinking? Like, you, are you thinking you're gonna get, like, what, like, what's going again, through your mind? You just literally, you were living that life at that time. You're just thinking like whatever. Like, you're not thinking about if you're gonna get life or like what's going through your mind. Like, no, you know, always life is going through my mind. But I didn't think I was gonna get life. I thought at most they're gonna give me manslaughter. It's just how long they're gonna give me, right? Or I can get off. So that's kind of what was in my mind. Like the question I would want to know though, like. See, not like you went out there trying to kill somebody, right? But like, when 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 you kill somebody, like, what does that feel like? It's I know you probably can't explain, but why I say that because in the streets it's something that's glorified. You know what I mean? Like in, in even hip hop in life, it's something like yo, how many bodies this guy has, or whatever you know, stuff like that. And I always wondered like, how do like the people that are really out there like just doing it, killing people, like, 
how do you sleep? I know you felt like in your mind, it's like whatever happened, well, not in your mind, whatever happened in the situation, it was like, it was you or him or whatever situation. So, but like, what goes through your mind? Like, do you feel like, like, well, I don't know. Like, how does that feel? Like, I don't know what to tell you, big guy. Yeah, like, I don't know. There's just, it's just, it is what it is, bro. There's no real feeling to it. You know, there's a feeling of like remorse. Yeah. Obviously. But there's no real feeling. There's no way to put your word on it. I don't, you know, I don't want to come off cynical. No, no, I'm not trying to say that because why? Like, why? It's like I know it's like even a crazy question, but it's just like because you know life goes on. Like as humans, we always we heal. And if something like your family may pass or something happens, you're down for a moment, and you always mm-hmm. you know what I mean. So it's just like you just you just life just keeps going. On. Like life just keeps moving, eh? Like <laughs> I'm alive, so it just yeah. has to keep moving, you know. And um, yeah, like how does it feel? Like my whole life. I feel it right after the fact, then yeah, it tu- I turned it into a passion, and that's yeah. why I'm here right now. Because even like you said, like the, the the day you got the hearing, like you said, was just a crazy experience. Like like, oh yeah, that room was packed. It was like you said, even student, like they brought yeah, kids. it was like it wasn't it was like I think it was like a a a, a law class in high school, and it was their field trip. So it just just happened to be that day you were doing. It just happened to be that day, so yeah. they probably got all the options of what's going on, yeah. and they probably seen this. Yeah, like, yeah, like we, we, we want to sit down on this. We want to sit down on this. So that was that. But um, yeah, that day was a trip. That was, day was a trip. That day was a real trip. So I don't know. I don't know. So what was what was jail when you got to jail? Did you know anybody there, or you just like? Yeah, I knew because I lived so many parts in the city. I over, everywhere I went, I I always seen somebody or a couple of people yeah. that I knew. So that was always a good. That was always good to know people, right? And a lot like a lot of people when they go to jail, like because you basically made it seem like you didn't get visits because your family. Like, did you like? I got some visits. My sisters and them came visit me. You know, <laughs> it's always going to be them though. It's always going to be your family. You're right. Yeah, there, it was yeah. just family. It was just family that came visit me because they wanted to just, you know, check so, on yeah, me. They yeah. were always supportive, very supportive. But that's why a lot of people were like, you know, like, a lot of people don't even realize that. Because even I saw you talking about how, like, people, they call it gangs. And even though it's not really like that, it's just really a whole bunch of people from a certain area. And then they just label, the media labels it as gangs. But a lot of people that think that, you know, like, oh, this person fucks with me. They're going to come check for me. And then... And it's then not like check. that. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it is. that's what it is. You know, a lot of people... Um, turned away, but then a lot of people I just didn't reach out to, right? Yeah. Like, it was just like, at, at a point, I was just like, because I never really grew up in a neighborhood, so I never really built the long, yeah. long term friends. That's what I was trying right? to get. I was, when I said it, like, it didn't seem like you had those real friends. It always, it just seemed like. At whatever area. I yeah, was it was who was you fucking with at the time, yeah. Basically, and that's just what it's always been, you know? I've always been kind of like that lone warrior that's yeah. just doing my own Yeah, because that's what people don't really, if you don't really have real friends, like, a lot of people are just there for the moment, you know what I mean? Like, whoever you're just there at the time with. They just, all right, yeah, we just, yeah, you're here, we're chilling. Like, you know yeah, what I mean? But don't then, mean I really, I'm going to go go above and beyond for you or even just... Well, we did, like, you know, when we're kids, you're always kind of trying to make that, make that the situation, but it is what it is. It was like, I never, yeah, I never grew up with long-term friends. It was just mm-hmm. people like me because I was smart. I always had ideas and I was one to get shit done. Yeah. So. Um, Where did you, where did you serve your, your the firm? Where is that? Fenbrook. Um, I started off in Kingston. Um, yeah, because that's what I thought. Remand, this is, okay, right? yeah. As Remand, right? Um, what's what the thing? Sun, um, Sunny Gate. I forgot the gate, but it's in Kingston Remand. Um, so I did there, 
and then that was for six months. So like at that time, like, like so that time you're still on your just you're still on your you just your nigga shit like just kind of like in Kingston. No, after a while, after I, yeah, you said after a while you kind of like it took it yeah, but I was still kind of like still kind of dumb. Yeah, you know, I was definitely still on my dumb shit. Um, but it was slowly I was slowly cracking, slowly cracking. Yeah, and just you know it was just like. People don't cherish their lives in there, you know? It's worthless yeah. to everybody, right? So you just... Power is the only thing that matters. And however you obtain it is how you obtain it. Yeah. Right? So. And you, you said, like, um... When did it hit you that you're like, all right, fuck all this shit, and I'm just trying to, like... I'm, I'm going to make this jail... I'm going to make this manual. Oh, that was, like, in... That was in the penitentiary when I was in Fembrook. Oh, that was and always... Uh, that was, like, at the, almost at the ending of your sentence. That was... Yeah, that I had... I think at that time I had... So, do you think you'd been able to cope, or not cope, but like, like, like that? You know, when you were in that mindset, when you were in like before you got to like doing this manual shit, like, if you were gonna be like that for like, your whole like when you first got in there, would it just would have been easier for you, or would it have been, like, no, yeah, exactly. You think it would have been? You had to have kind of been like it had to. Everything had to, had to happen the way it happened. Yeah, right. It all had to happen the way it happened because. You know, I think what gives me the advantage is is that I, I truly have that understanding of two worlds. You yeah. Know what I mean, like yeah. that. Like I had a, I was, I was in not like, not like, like if you do on a scale of one to ten how deep I was in, you could say I was about like a six point eight to, yeah. to eight. You know yeah. what I mean? Like yeah. depending on who you're talking to. No, exactly. Right. I, I hear you. You know, so it's not like I was 10 or 20 above 10. You yeah. know, we know those ones that yeah, are... Yeah, no, yeah, they just, they just fuck it. It's all, yeah, you still had the sense. Because that's what I was, I also say that because, like, even just being in, like, like Nigeria, like, certain things, like, yo, like, they'll really discipline you for that, like, that you'll know that, yo, I'm not supposed to be getting in trouble like this for, you know? Yeah, so, like, you'll have that, regardless, when you're still fucking up, like, there's times I know I'm doing stuff that I'm not supposed to, mm. but... I still know in the back of my mind, yo, you're fucking up. Some people don't know, you know what I mean? It's like, yeah, yo, I'm yeah, just crossing. For some people, it's, it's not about fucking up, it's about survival. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I had sense, you know, I had sense. And, um, yeah, that was just kind of like a piece in it. But six months before I was just about to finish, it was just like, they came back and said they tapped my phone and the, the, the prison, the prison tapped they my phone. They listened to your calls? Yeah, they tapped my phone. They sent me a letter saying they tapped my phone. They revoked my parole. Tap your phone for what? Because I was you involved. Oh, you were involved. Oh, you okay, yeah. okay. <laughs> Earlier, but then I wasn't doing it around yeah. that time. But at that time, I was kind of already talking to a priest trying to change my life. Yeah. But it all came crashing. And then they just revoked my parole. And I'm like, shit, I'm not going to have another... Another Christmas with my family, which just bothered me. And then I'm just like, you know, I don't even got like a hundred racks out of this. What the point? Yeah, what's the, yeah. what's the point of all of this? You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah. I just lost another six months. Who knows what's going to happen in that six months? So I was just like, at that point, I was just like, it's over. Um, and then you said you like you did a survey. Like, what yeah. was that like? Like, like, what was that like when you were talking to all the inmates? Like, yo, what is like? Why they, they ended love up? that? They actually appreciated that. Yeah, they still got those surveys. So, what was it like? What was the kind of type of questions did you ask them? Uh, shit, man. I I think the question that always sticks to me is why do you think you're here? Yeah. You know, and some people would say because you know what, my dad grew up in it, and I I just followed suit, or my mom was never really there for me. Or it was the hood, or like I was poor and I need to go get this money. Like, they had all their ideas and all their ways and thoughts and why they wanted, why they got into that place. So I think that was really, that was good. That was a real eye opener. 
Um, was there any like racial tension? Like her like, like yeah, there's always a racist, right? Wherever you want to go. No, no, I'm saying like in the prison, like as far as like, because when you go like up those north, isn't it? Like that's where like this where a lot more white people. You just have to know your place and everything, right? Yeah. The black people have to know their place. The white people have to know their place. The Muslims have to know their place. The Chinese have to know their place. Everybody needs to know their place, and and those who get hurt are the ones that don't know their place and come out of that circle. Yeah, man. Um, so, you finally got out now. Okay, so you got your parole six months later. So, mm-hmm. how, how much time did you do it in total? I did two years and ten months. For independent and the... No, just in, in general. general. Right, in ge- 13 months. Oh, in, so that was... Yeah, I got... I, yeah, it was really dope. I It was 13 months in... Um, so, that's what in, they gave you for a manslaughter? They gave me five years minus my dead time. That was, yeah, that was, like, oh, that was before Harper yeah, 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 killed yeah, that, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, okay, uh, So I yeah. got in real quick. Right? <laughs> yeah. They knew that was coming up, too, right? Yeah. And, like, you asked me why did I plead, because it was, like, the whole Jordan Manor case and all that yeah. stuff. So there was a lot of variables that I knew, like, I could just get crushed right now easily, yeah. right? So, yeah, so I only did, like, two years, ten months, because, yeah, it was, like, it was, like, basically in Penn I did about... A year and eleven months. That's what I did in the pen. Okay. So you get out now. Well, when you first get out, like you obviously you've changed. You've started to change your way of thinking. You did the manuscript. Be like, yo, I'm trying. I don't want people to come back here. I don't want to come back here. So like before I even got out, while I was creating my manual, I made connections so that when I get out, I have a, a foundation to start from. Mm-hmm. So that was all it was. It was just. That was just the entrepreneurial journey and just growing, growing myself. What type of connections? Like, what do you mean? Like, I, I knew, like, uh, I knew, I just knew, like, community people who wanted to help. And, through jail? You, you, like, I just While you're people. there, yeah. Yeah, I just called people and all that <laughs> stuff. I just called people and said, connect me to somebody. Yeah. And, and then in jail, they had, like, for people that were leaving, they would have, like, these resource fairs. Mm-hmm. So you would meet, like, different agencies that want to support you when you get out. So mm-hmm. I had that information, too. And I just went like 110 after everybody just asking questions. This is what I want to do. What do you think? Who do you, should I know? Yeah. How should I do it? Those are like my three questions that I asked everybody. And, you know, it just led me on like uh, on the journey. You know, yeah. it led me to meet a bunch of people. Um, and people wanted to give me opportunities and give me a chance because they seen my passion. They seen my articulation. They seen how. And they knew that I like. And they knew I was a story. They knew that the youth, I'm the youth to, that yeah. they're working with, and here exactly. I am. So this, like, this, exactly. they want to show me off, yeah. right? So I played on that. I yeah, knew that that's true. what they wanted. But that, but it, it is, it is. But that's that's kind of like the only way it, it can actually work sometimes for because me. no, not even just for you. From saying for those youth to actually listen. Oh yeah, yeah. Because listen, yeah. when 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 you have those people that are just like, yeah, I went to school here. Da, 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 they're like, yeah, it doesn't know? matter, you know? right? Yeah, so that was really it. So I just kind of did that because for me, though, that was my only option. I wasn't going to get a job or anything like that. I don't even know how I'm here, to tell you the truth. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I didn't think sure. I was going to get a job <laughs> or anything. So um, it was just like, it was just like this is it. Like Michael Jackson, this is it. And, yeah. and I put myself into it, and people seen that. They... They felt that they wanted to support that, and I took what I could get and support. I try to give what I can give, 
And, you know, it's just kind of just the momentum built and my credibility built. People started to know about me. So how did you, so you started building your foundation, then they brought you in to talk to kids. So from there, what is what was what were you like? What were you trying to like? Your main thing to accomplish? What was like the thing that you're like? Yo, this is what I'm trying to do. Like, I didn't even really have a main thing. It was kind of like I wanted to do my my youth program. Yeah, you know, youth programming. And I I got my male program off the ground, right? So once yeah. I got that, it was like, what else can I do? Where else mm-hmm. can we go? And and what I what started to happen is I recognized the pattern of people just coming to me wanting to do what I was doing, and don't know how to do it or wanted to connect and figure something out. And I just ended up turning into some type of coach yeah. or consultant that was just like doing community development work, mm-hmm. right? And people wanted to partner with me and do that. So I did that for like two years and then I burnt out because I didn't really know what to do. <laughs> and then I got a, a job with the legal clinic, African Canadian Legal Clinic, which was super dope. And I worked in the courts, and all that was just good vibes. I learned how to network. I built myself up a little bit more, understanding the, the sector and how mm-hmm. to navigate. And I quit with a couple other people when we got a job from YOF, when we got a grant from YOF, which is... Yeah, you were getting a lot of grants. Like, how do you yeah. do it? Like, you just, like, really, just, just apply, just build, apply. build relationships, understand language, right? Yeah. It's all those things in one, right? So that final grant, we quit, and I just really took on the role of opposed to just doing programming. I said, you know what? If I really want to have my impact the way I want it is I can't be the one running 20 programs because that's just me. But if I support one person who wants to run 20 programs, and I can support three people that want to run 20 programs, and then I can see like over... 200 youth being supported through mm-hmm. just three people. So what is what did what did the youth get? Like what are you guys doing with them? Like everybody had their own different programs that they want to do. You know, people want to do trades. People want to do fitness. People want to do literacy, education. People want to do everything, right? Like and that was just like I'm just like whatever it is, let's just try. You know, and I was right. teaching in schools too, so all of that just kind of. That was just a journey. It was just trying and experiencing things and doing things and doing more, helping people create programs, doing my own programs, teaching in schools, networking. Just that was just a journey. So what do you, what do you like? What's your ultimate goal right now? Like, uh, you know, there's not, not ultimate goal, but what do you, where do you want to, at least five years from now? What do you want to see your program do? What do you see with yourself? What are you doing as far as, like. You, you've turned around 360 now. Like, so what's... How do you get higher than where you are? You have a nice office right now. You're in a nice place. You work at, like... I don't... Like, to me, like, it's always been about what's next, what's next, what's next. I think what I'm learning right now is what is now. And yeah. you do... You just do good with what is now. Because I have a real stable job now. You know, I work with the government. Like, yeah. who could ever fucking think? Like, yeah. That's shit. <laughs> like, I work with the government, like, deep in the government, you know? And... You know, I want to finish my university because I still haven't finished that. Yeah, they're, they're paying for that with the African Legal Clinic. They were paying for it originally, but not because I don't have that job. Right? Okay, yeah. So, yeah, just, I just want to do really good in this role here because this role is literally, it's so funny, this role is all about coaching and consulting young mm-hmm. people to start up organizations and do yeah. the same work that I already was doing. Yeah. So this role allows me to kind of test my, my abilities and see... You know, and, and everything here is evaluated and monitored and tracked. So if I'm successful in this role and able to really support young people to mm-hmm. do this and be tracked and measured, yeah. 
then that's more to my my yeah. story. So who knows what's next, right? Who knows who will recognize me or something? Yeah. Like me, I'm all about investments. So that's why I chose this field also because it teaches me how to do. Um, we're investing in people, and it teaches me what what happens and what makes investments good and what yeah. doesn't. And it's kind of social enterprise and investment, nonprofit investment. So there's a little difference, but mm -hmm. this role is just gonna allow me to build up that like understanding. How can I improve? See systems from a different perspective, network, and then who knows? Five years, you know, who knows if I'll even be here in five years? Who knows is gonna who's gonna approach me yeah. um, in the next two years after this role? True. Right? Like people, uh, like because I think over the experience, someone said to me today I was meeting with them. They said I learned from doing and and just meeting people, and that's just me. Yeah. And I think my experience is, I have such a, a wide. Um, I just have so many, so many experiences from like being that one that's on the streets to being like this programmer doing programming in mm -hmm. the community to teaching in schools where I did full curriculums yeah. and like it was just wild and then to just like just doing coaching and consulting where we developed, I coached and consulted um, an organization called Working Women where we developed the first um, co-working um, space for women in Scarborough. Yeah. Right and right now they have over a million dollars in in grants. Right, so that's just wow, off the yeah. that's off the strength of just like starting up and just put it together. Yeah, with my help and and just everybody. So being part of all of that, that's a good place. Now that journey's not over, but that journey is like the entrepreneurial journey of me is paused. Now it's like, what does the um, entrepreneurial journey look like yeah. me in a in an organization such as the government, and what can I do? What can my impact be? Because I just want to open doors for people. People aren't like me, you know. I'm not yeah. afraid of no's. I'm not afraid to just go out there and meet people and just yeah. say, hey, 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 you're going to mm -hmm. do this. I'm going to do this. So yeah. That's really what it is. I don't, like, I, you know, I want to take back the world, take over the world. But that's yeah. just, like, another conversation. <laughs> you're, you're happy with the job you're doing. Any day from what you were doing before, man, like, it's a, hey, man. You said you haven't found your redemption yet, but you're on the way, man. That's... No, I think I found my found redemption. Now, yeah, I think I saw, I, the way you, you wrote it, like, yo, like, I said so much your name. You want to be some, part of something bigger, right? Yeah. This is part of something bigger, yeah, right? True, true. You know, and plus, I, um, you know one thing about the story that was really amazing, and I w one day I hope to figure it out, George Brown gave me a scholarship in my name. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I was trying to, like, flip the name for... Um, Celestino, I was trying to flip it okay, and put it in his name, yeah, okay. right, and try to reach yeah. out to the family to kind of like the scholarship, yeah, have that's like big, full yeah, closure, that's, right? Yeah, so that's, that's true. That's kind of like that one goal that you know yeah. that's in the past that I I haven't really got to finish. So outside of that, I think it's just a matter of just keep going. Keep going, man. I appreciate you coming on the show, man. No problem, um, man. You guys. Where can I hit you up at? Uh, people can just check my website out at www.seekinsays.com, okay. you know? And then if you want to check me on Instagram or Twitter, it's seekinsays.com. Everything is all S -E -G -U -N -S -A -Y -S. one S-E-G-U-N-S-A-Y-S. Yes. All right, man. Appreciate it. It's too real. All right.